Chapter thirty eight of Carpenter's World Travels Alaska, Our Northern Wonderland by Frank Carpenter. This recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Chapter thirty eight Women on America's Last Frontier. You toast the men of Alaska. God bless them, every one. They gave their best, they stood the test of the land of the midnight sun. But what of that brave woman? who mushed close by their side she took the trail they thought her frail all hardships she decried the sweetheart wife or mother she came for love alone she stifled fear fought back each tear and built anew the home a toast to the alaska woman from ketchikan to nome she's worth more gold than earth can hold a toast to woman home i quote these lines from the club book of the Kigaya Kozga, or Northern Lights, the name of the up-and-coming women's club of Nome. This club reflects the dawn of woman's work in northern Alaska. The Kigawaya Kozga has its own house, a delightful little cottage on one of the main streets of Nome, and even has a surplus in its treasury. It has its civic events, its clean-up day, its annual entertainment for husbands of the members, and its yearly farewell party for those going outside for the winter. Its study classes run throughout the year. The women who belong to it are typical of the cultured women in other parts of the territory. They are well-dressed, well-bred, and well-educated. Not a few are college graduates, and all are more hospitable than is common throughout the states. Many of them have lived in Alaska for years, and their stories of conditions, present and past, are especially interesting. It was not until 1898, when gold was discovered in the Klondike, that many women came to Alaska. Those who were here before that were chiefly the wives of government officials or of officers of the Army and Navy, some of whom lived at the posts and others at the chief towns along the coast. There were also the wives of missionaries at Sitka and other places in southeastern Alaska, and occasionally the wife of a sea captain or trapper. The first woman to establish a home on Cook Inlet was Mother White, the wife of a whaler who made voyages to Bering Sea and the Arctic Ocean. She built a log cabin store and roadhouse on the shore, about 200 miles from the site of the new town of Anchorage. There, Miss Martha White was born, the first white child to see the light of day in that part of the world. When the work began on the government railway, she was chosen to drive the first spike. It is more than 20 years since Mrs. White established her store and roadhouse. She dealt with the Indians and trappers and later on started a fish cannery and saltery. In one year, she put up 2,000 barrels of salted salmon. She made considerable money, which she invested in mining. She went in the gold stampede to Sunrise on Turnigan Arm, where she made so much that she might have retired in comfort. Then bad luck came. She put her winnings into unsuccessful properties and lost them. She went back to the roadhouse business and established little hotels at Hope City and Sunrise. These were a success, and she gradually accumulated some property. In the meantime, her daughter was growing up, and Mother White decided to leave Alaska and go to the States to educate her. She moved to Chicago and opened a little store there, which supported her until Martha's education was finished. And then came that longing to go back to Alaska that permeates the souls of all who have made their homes here. 
it so obsessed mrs white that she left her daughter in chicago and went alone to the north with tears in her eyes she told me how she went back to the mining camps of hope and sunrise many of the old prospectors whom she had known were still there and she felt that here were her friends and her home she returned to chicago to get her daughter and when the work on the alaskan railroad began she was one of the first on the ground at the new town of anchorage she came in with a stock of lumber and canvas and before a rail was laid or any excavation begun she had put up tents down on the flats for eating and lodging her sleeping tent was equipped with bunks one over the other like those of a sleeping car and each bed brought her a dollar a night when the new site for anchorage was chosen she built a frame hotel on the main street another woman who has made good in alaska is mrs harriet pullen of pullen house at which i stopped in skagway by her kindness to the old miners and stranded prospectors she has earned the title of mother of the north mrs pullen came to skagway at the time of the gold rush to the klondike the daughter of a well-to-do settler on puget sound she was a widow with three little sons at the time gold was discovered she decided to go to the gold mines she was almost penniless when she landed in alaska and when a miner came to the steamer to hire a cook for his camp she asked for the job and got it she did well there and later on became the cook for a boarding house where her sourdough flapjacks soda biscuits and apple pies were soon famous seeing that big money was being made in freighting goods over the mountains she sent her first savings back to seattle and brought in six horses from her father's farm she also imported a wagon and started freighting over the trail she drove the horses herself making her customers load their own goods she got such high rates that she was soon clearing twenty five dollars a day at the end of the first season she was one thousand dollars ahead and this gave her enough to build a cottage and start a hotel from that time on she has been able not only to live well and make money but to give her children as good an education as our country affords the boys went to school in skagway where they worked at odd hours and during vacation to help their mother later they were sent to the united states to college the youngest boy was drowned at juneau one of the other two was the first appointee from alaska to west point and another graduated at the university of washington both sons did valiant service in the world war general pershing said he wished he had a regiment of pullens another woman came north from juneau where she had been working in a laundry she was blonde forty-five years of age but so stout and rugged that she pulled her own sled weighing two hundred and fifty pounds from lake lindemann through to lake labarge and made her way on down to circle city she started a laundry and bake shop selling her bread for from fifty cents to a dollar a loaf later on she came to the klondike and staked out a claim on el dorado creek from which she realized three hundred thousand dollars the women of the gold rush days did all sorts of things and underwent every hardship to get to the gold mines many were stranded at skagway or dyea the ports at the foot of the mountains over which the trails led to the gold camps one woman over seventy-five years old came north with the rush she had no money to get over the trail so she started in selling newspapers at from twenty-five to fifty cents each the current prices of those days she was so old that she aroused sympathy and a rich miner would often give her five dollars for a paper and tell her to keep the change all this time she was sleeping in a piano box in a little cabin 
friends fearing she would freeze during the winter got her people in montana to write her to come home when she left skagway she had two thousand dollars earned in her newspaper selling the old type of roughly dressed frontier woman is rapidly passing the mining of the rich camps is going into the hands of large capital and there are but few women who have big mining investments margaret mitchell who called herself the quartz queen of the klondike believed that the hundred and eighty odd million dollars worth of gold that has been washed out in grains and dust from the creeks and basin of the klondike must have been ground off from rich veins nearby in her search for the mother loads for years she took up and bought quartz claims some of her properties are said to carry good values margaret mitchell was always one of the first to rush to every new mining field and in this way got the nickname stampede mag she also watched out for claims that lapsed through the carelessness of owners in failing to do the assessment work annually required every now and then she picked up a valuable claim and sometimes one belonging to the big capitalists i understand that when she jumped one such claim the millionaires had to pay her six thousand dollars before she would release the new title thus acquired i met stampede mitchell and found her a bronze-faced energetic woman of middle age with a firm faith in the existence of quartz gold in the upper yukon at anchorage i often breakfasted at the two girls waffle house the two girls were bright-eyed rosy-cheeked plump young women who came from seattle to anchorage when it was first started and opened an eating place on the flats when the town was moved to the hills they put their house on a wagon and moved with the times whenever i went to meals at their place the counter was filled for their waffles served hot from the griddle with plenty of good butter syrup and coffee were enough to make a hungry man's mouth water i found many other women in business at anchorage some were typists others clerks in stores and others proprietors of shops of their own there was a woman barber on fourth street and one of the best dry goods and notion stores in town was kept by a pretty red-haired girl under thirty another young lady who had come up from illinois and was staying at my hotel told me she has always pined for the free life of the north and was going to open a millinery shop she had a thousand dollars worth of stock coming up from the states the larger towns of the alaska of today have perhaps one-half as many women as men the tents and the shacks of the past have given place to comfortable homes with gardens and flowers and the social conditions are not far different from those of the towns of the states every town of any size has a women's club like that at nome the juneau women's club recently gave a reception to the women's club of douglas island it was held in the city hall and among the papers read was one on english literature another on the cathedral towns of europe and a third on early english with readings from chaucer the fairbanks club has been especially interested in civic matters its members write editorials for the local newspapers on how to improve sanitary and educational conditions and they have done a great deal to help the town the same is true of every women's club in the country from ketchikan to nome the clubs keep close watch on the schools and all of them are more or less literary in character the women of alaska come from all parts of the world and many of them have traveled extensively they have broad ideas of public affairs and their discussions take a wide range but it seems to me i could write forever about alaska i have traveled widely over the world visiting all the continents and most of the countries 
but i have yet to find a place more delightful or more interesting than our mighty land of the north it is said of the river nile that he who drinks of its waters always comes back to egypt i feel much the same about alaska most of the prospectors tourists and travelers whom i have met in these journeys are making their second or third visit to these wonderful wilds just where the charm lies it is hard to say it may be in the air which fills one's lungs with such invigoration that one seems to be breathing champagne it may be in the scenery which is equal to any in new zealand or switzerland or in the wildness which gives one the sensation of being an original explorer like christopher columbus or hernando de soto the magic of alaska is perhaps best expressed by robert service's spell of the yukon there's a land where the mountains are nameless and the rivers all run god knows where there are lives that are erring and aimless and deaths that just hang by a hair there are hardships that nobody reckons there are valleys unpeopled and still there's a land oh it beckons and beckons and i want to go back and i will end of chapter thirty eight end of carpenter's world travels alaska our northern wonderland